Hello and welcome to the 167 podcast. In today's episode, we are starting a series called Relationship Goals and how to have Jesus at the center of your relationship. Stick around. Hello and welcome everybody to season two, episode six of the 167 podcast. We're so excited to be coming at you from wherever you are uh, right now. Unfortunately though, we have to rob you of uh, the great blessing that it is to see us because today we are purely on uh, audio. So whether that is a, a blessing to you or a curse, in our heads, when we're just going to think that it's People a curse. People miss us. No, they miss us. They, they miss your face. No, I think they miss. They can't see that radical hairstyle you've got. Can I just tell everybody, just take my word for it. You've either got to, if you're listening to this, you know what, this is all going to be happening later. But you know what, the haircut's still going to be fresh at your next convenience. <laughs> come to church at your next available service you're going to see a very fresh uh, haircut that Sven's going for you you might be saying no for we know he's grown his hair no you don't know you don't know you don't know it's it's, it's you don't ch- know it's changed it's you don't great. know it's more radical it's more out there it looks it looks neat we're about to go into easter weekend and uh, i think the trim is is ready for it I, I got it trimmed early in the week so that i knew there would be a little bit of growth it settles in yeah 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 so you can kind of like uh, okay that feels anchored together that's the so, deal yeah, yeah yeah, we'll see <laughs> everyone thinks the 167 podcast is about haircuts it, it actually Hair isn't cuts. well but, but but you know what it does play it does play a part uh we just want to welcome everybody to the podcast right. welcome. if you're here uh for the first time or you're a frequent uh listener and watcher with us today we're, we're purely audio today we're gonna have some fun with it and uh why are we audio today we are purely audio today due to the fact that as we currently speak there is load shedding there is load shedding which means we're able to record our voices but we are not able to record video because just the lighting in these rooms just does not work. Just wouldn't work. We'd be a little too dark. Yes. But we will be. We will try our very best uh, to get back on video. Come on. For our next podcast. Uh, and, and just for everybody that's joining us, uh, the 167 podcast thing we want to do uh, to help to add value. The whole idea and premise is 168 hours in a week um, where one of them is maybe spent in a church, a place of worship somewhere, but you've still got a bunch of whole other hours uh, to, to learn, to grow, to develop, to become more like Jesus. And we like to have conversations about some of the things that you can do. We try to have so a bit good. of fun, have a bit of a laugh, good. talk about a bit of sport, whatever it may be. Speaking of which, Champions League is looking pretty strong. Champions League is looking great. At the, as, we, as we currently sit as Liverpool fans, we play tonight, so we could literally be putting, but as we currently sit, you know, not, not saying, not putting anything out there, as we currently sit, it's looking pretty good. It's, yeah, a lot is dependent on the next, what, three days? Yeah. On how the season's going to go? Important few days. In, important few days. If, By the time you hear this podcast, a lot of that will have been discovered. So yeah. if you're listening to this after Easter weekend, well, you know. And if you're not a football fan, uh, we'd encourage you, if you are looking at getting into football, it's the world sports, uh, maybe you're just looking for um, a bit of fun, something to do with your friends. Liverpool's a great club. It's a fantastic club. It's like a family. It's God's team. 
It's God's team. You know, is that in scripture? No, but but <laughs> but do we do we like to say that? Yeah, yeah, we do. Classic. Well, classic. we're very, we're very excited. We've got some new things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've come off the back of some amazing conversations, um, and for the next few weeks, we're going to be speaking a little bit about relationships. Yeah, uh, relationships in in all their forms and in, in marriage and having strong marriages. Um, so even if you're if you're listening today and you're not married, I still think there's a lot that you can get yeah, from absolutely. these conversations with regards to. Um, preparing yourself yeah, yeah and even what you look for uh, in a spouse one day and i'm so excited 100%. you've got you've got Swenya who's been married for you know just years a while. and years and years and then a i've while. and then I've, I've i've only i'm new in the saddle but but we've both maybe learned one no, or two I things i think i think once you pass the two year mark you can't really say you're new at it anymore. you can't you actually have to start you, taking yeah, you, responsibility you're now you're now like actually married. a married guy. Like okay, you're there. Is that the deal? Two years and then I think two years because I, the reason why I figured that is because if it doesn't last two years, that was that's just and that's really sad. It's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. I feel for that. But I think if you make it past two years, you like you've gotten through the adjustment phase. Isn't it true that like the first in a lot of uh, you know Christian marriages, the first year is tough. First year is. No, dude. Listen, I must. Well, what was your first I, year? No, like? Don't tell me your first year, year was good. Was amazing. That's it. No, my first year was amazing. I'm not happy to hear that. But when I asked Lara how the first year uh, was, <laughs> she said it was horrendous. All right. So I was living on a different planet, obviously. Okay. And we didn't know how to communicate. In All fact, right. in fact, sometimes we think we communicate and we don't communicate even yeah. after you know 16, 17 years. <laughs> and so um we we think that we're telepathic but we're not um they so should just I, know. I said hey baby like how was that first year it was pretty cool she's like no i'm like but why i don't understand i mean i could go out three times a week yeah stay at a friend's house till like midnight yeah. post midnight come home that's normal and they're like what like <laughs> why does anything have to change <laughs> And obviously, God spoke to me, and I like I, I knew I had to change. Do you know what? Fair play to you, though, because you were what twenty one. This is true. When you got married, so this I is think true. I think let's take all things into consideration here. A young man learning lessons. So when you were like normal young guy age, you were probably well into just navigating married life as a husband. <laughs> twenty four, twenty five, you're just on top of it. Yeah, but I must say, we actually after that first year, we really started enjoying marriage. That's awesome. Like, yeah, we've we've had a really good time being married together. That's I great. think we did things well. There's been a lot of hardships, a lot of difficulties. Sure. But a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. And I think even listening to this this um, short little mini series on relationships that we're talking about, you don't have to be married because if you're not married, you need to know what you're getting into. You yeah. need to know how to build for health. And you need to know what you're looking out for. Yeah. You know, it's not just, oh, that person's good looking or, oh, that person's there's good chemistry. There's more to it. You've got to pop the hood open a little bit and, and mm. see what are healthy relationships based upon yeah and i think you like you were talking about this series on relationship goals and how uh, it's you've got this you see on instagram instagram marriages and instagram couples and it's like hashtag yeah relationship goals as we're walking down the beach but i'm like i always wonder who's the person taking the photo have you just got someone following you around (laughs) someone following you for your photos like how that's not very that's not spontaneous (laughs) I'm like, that's not as romantic as what you're making it seem to be I know, yeah, I'm going to say something highly controversial I hope I, you don't I, mind I think you should do it I find it hilarious that now please if you've done this I'll, forgive me no, this, no. this is my personal you just, you just I find it me. hilarious when couples they, um, they hire a photographer for their engagement yeah because what happens if they said no like how spontaneous like, like yeah 
taking photos of like, oh, this is awkward. What happens to the photographer? No, no, that's. I always find that so. I, I, I just find that you got to have. A, I, I think you've got to have a level of like. Sh- so, so like, I'm with you. Like, I didn't do that, but but because we got engaged on a yacht. Um, people just started taking photos and like videos, like tour- that's cool, like tourists. That's it's cool. like waterfront. So, yeah, yeah, so these like German people and French people are coming up to us often. It's like, hey, I, I took these videos. If if you want, I'm like, yeah, sure, you can. You that's can, awesome. You no. can add, you can you can send them to me. So 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 we got we got lucky with that, and and the engagement story itself we can we can save for another day. Uh, but let me just tell you this: the videos were incredibly rocky, and I think we were just very lucky that neither of us fell into the water. That's good. Uh, imagine but, the but rain no, fell in the water. Imagine I would. I would have been the what first. What would you have done? Straight in. With a straight no, not in. even a thought. No, I didn't. Listen, with the amount of months it took me to get that ring, I, I'm, I am in the water. I don't even think twice. It's not like our water in Cape Town is very visible. No, it would have it's been. murky. I think, I think the hesitation is what will get you. I think if you can get in there quick enough. Yes. You might, if you dive in the right you place. You could get the kind of the region where the ring is more or less before you might, it sinks. So I'd go straight in, but... But I think that's why this conversation is going to be so helpful for people married or unmarried because there is just a picture when you, you know, you can look on the outside. You've got your marriage. And, and like my story would be like kind of similar where the first year, year and a half of our marriage, there was so much that we had to learn about each other, about the way we do things, the way that we handle money, the way that we clean, yeah. the way that we cook, like the way that we don't cook in my <laughs> in my case. And having to learn and develop and grow, it is so easy uh, to look at somebody else's marriage yes. or to look from uh, the outside in and just think that, ev- that you know, if we just were like them or if you were just like her or if you were just like him, yes. then everything would be perfect. But but yeah. what They don't we- have any trouble. No, why would they? Look at, that, look at that beautiful photo, look at their beautiful house. But the truth is that um, great marriages require work mm. and they require intentionality. And, and, just, and in just, the, just the kind of the very few years we've started to learn some of these lessons and have just put some effort in and and the same lessons that you would have learned and on the journey on the way you can begin to have these moments where you're like well this is a relationship goal moment for our marriage yes and i don't have to publicize it or put it out there i'm just glad that i'm in a relationship with someone that i love and that we care about each other and that even when everything isn't perfect even when my amazing husband uh overspends on his spending budget or if my awesome wife forgets to cook whatever the deal is (laughs) we still we still and we're gonna get raw and real right now just get an open open it up this is our wives are gonna listen on this and be like oh cool that's how you really feel uh even when these moments happen you can still value uh the amazing thing that god has brought you into 100 percent. marriage is healthy marriages are more than photo moments and i i respect i have no issue with people taking photos and celebrating their spas and celebrating their marriages no no i just think you also have to have some stuff that nobody else knows about but the Mm. the two of you get to share is like a secret thing between the two of you yeah i think that's healthy you know i think it's good and i think as we talk as you know as we get into it and talk kind of raw and real and while we're still having some fun and we were chatting a little bit earlier about, you know, some of the funniest things that, because everybody fights. I mean, I mean, if you're listening here and, and, and you don't fight, it's just, it's differences, you know, there's, there's good ways to fight, there's bad ways to fight, but you can have disagreements. Mm-hmm. Some of the funnier things um, that you and Laura maybe have thought about. Let's just, let's just bring it, let's just well, bring firstly, it Well, firstly, I've got to preface this because I feel like people don't think that, that Lara and I fight. I mean, you take one look at Lara. Lara looks so sweet, yeah. so kind, so calm. Very calm. calm. There's no way she's gonna fight. And plus, why would she fight with a pastor? Like totally. that's why. Like he's God's. Like what are you doing wrong? Exactly. Very little, I assume. Um, and and so you know, people think, oh, we don't. She doesn't fight. No, we we fight 
a lot. Mm. Um, sometimes we fought dirty. Yeah. And I think the health of our marriage has gotten better as we've learned to fight well and yeah. fight cleaner. Yeah. Um, but when you're arguing, you want to win. But it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Sometimes, sometimes you're arguing and you forget the reason why, but yeah. you still want to argue because you want to win. Oh, my hat. But we don't know the reason. That's like what I like when you mentioned that I laughed like so much. And I, even what you just said, it's like when it's early, when it's early days in the marriage and, and the fights come, which they will come, mm. and then it's all about now I've got to be right here. I've yeah. got it, you know, I've, this is surely my. I put a flag down here so and we I have will standards. Not, and I will not take a step back, you know. This, I'm a man. And, and then, and then and like, you fight for so long. Like yeah. hours go by and the conversation, and you just, and like there comes a point where it's like, geez, what actually were, and you can't say it. So then, you know, you're going to start another, you'll just start something. Well, I don't like the way that you said that, and then the the fight can just develop and keep going. That's so hilarious. But but it's like it it's it you go on a journey of understanding that you know fighting doesn't make the marriage unhealthy. But I think no. there's a I think there's a way to do it well. Hey, there's a way to like to say well. And a great question we got asked in a premarital course was um, when you are having arguments, let's call them. It's like if you can quickly, very early on in an argument, define that hey. We fight for each other. Good. So, so there's something that there's something here that we're not agreeing on. There's mm. something here that we're both having differing of opinion. But what we can agree on is that we do love each other. Yes. And we want and we are for each other. So what are we gonna argue about? We want to both win. Good. At the end of the day. Yeah. We win, fight win. for because if if if, it, if it's hey we're fighting against each other, mm. that's when that unhealthy. Yeah. That's when the no you know you'll just do anything to win the fight, and that's when you kind of mm. you can jeopardize your marriage, or you can yeah. walk away from a fight that could have ended. In a in a in a you know in a good place, yeah. and you can actually leave some scars. Yeah, yeah, it becomes self centered as opposed to Christ centered, which yeah. is where we're going with yeah. today's episode. Is yeah. how we want to talk about how um, a great relationship goal is not just walking on the beach holding the hand of your spouse, but it's actually having Jesus at the center of your relationship, mm. at the center of your marriage. And when you start fighting for yourself, your 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 self is the biggest thing there. Yeah. And but when Jesus is the biggest thing there, you can you can actually fight for each other and not just for yourself. Mm. You know, I think that's a healthy place to go. Our marriage does not no marriage is perfect, but it can be centered. Yeah, it can be centered around Jesus and let His priority be become our priorities, mm. and um, that's the healthiest foundation. Like even that parable um, where Jesus was teaching. Sorry to bring it back to scripture, but anyway, <laughs> just um, this one time. <laughs> just this one time. Um, <laughs> How how if you obey his teaching, it's like building your house on a rock, mm. a solid foundation that when storms of life come, they, your house will not be broken down. Yeah. But if you build your house in the sand because you've ignored his teaching, then when the storm comes, it's going to blow. And that's the same thing in our marriage. If we build our lives on Jesus, we're building mm. them on a solid rock, solid foundation, yeah. and storms of life come. And they come thick and fast. And they hit you. Mm. And if you've not built it on Christ being at the center, you, you're in for a ride. Mm. Um, and it's never too late to start. You know, you can't go back. So what best you can do is start today. Yeah, that's so good. And mm. even just on centeredness, it's, it's so true that, that as couple, first as individuals, you know, we're centering our lives around something. Mm. There's always good. something yeah. that, that is taking center stage, that, that's sitting on the throne of your heart, so to say. And I think as a couple, um, as, as a couple grows and develops and works out their priorities mm. and what they want from the relationship and, and for each other, and, and obviously, for the most part, these will be good, positive things, you will center the relationship around certain things as well absolutely and there's indicators there's ways to see that because i think it's it's you know we want to get to a place where we're saying as a couple we want to be centered around 
Jesus and the and the things of God and the world that he has for our relationship. But along the way, uh, there'll be ways to find out, hey, what exactly are we centered yeah. around? One of those things is you can even just look at uh, your budget. You can look at how you, yeah. guys, how you spend money yeah. and uh, what you're putting your... Fi- I mean, scripture talks about, you know, where your, uh, where your treasure is, your heart will be also, where, where you put your money. Totally. It's got a lot to do with where you sent it. So if you looked at myself and, and Jean-Marie's budget, you'd, you'd quickly be able to see that we like food <laughs> and we have got... Uh, oh, food's also expensive. Yeah, food is also expensive. We've got a good, we've got a good amount of money that we've, that we've got going to groceries. Uh, but also through our budget, you'll see that there's certain things that we feel that God has called us to contribute towards. Mm. Obviously, b- basic things like tithe, but then there'd, there'd be other things mm. that we feel specifically as a couple as we bring our two incomes together. This is how God wants us to use yeah. our money in this way. And it wasn't always like that. Um, early in the relationship, we had to figure out for ourselves what we felt strongly about, what what the convictions were of our hearts mm. as a couple towards this is how God wants us to use our money. And yeah. in that way, you can have conversations. It's not about uh, one dominating the other and, and, and enforcing certain things. I think it's a, that's like a growth thing. It's mm. like you can have really good, like budgeting was such a weird concept for me. I'd never been someone who'd, I would just make sure I had enough money. Mm. Um, and then you get into a relationship and then you've got to prioritize and order and make sure that we have enough and no full, you can't spend all your spending money uh, or, or all of the spending money in week one when we have things that need to happen. Or but I don't understand because FIFA comes out. FIFA comes out. I, I, I had a rhythm of getting like new shoes every two months before I got married. And then I got married and then I got shoes at my engage, like on our honeymoon and then like a year and a half passed by before I got my next pair. I quickly learned. Wait until you get kids. Yeah, they yeah. They're I'm going to be buying shoes for other people. <laughs> so for us, it was it was a total it was a total development thing. But but identifying and using our budgets, even for for, the, for our listeners today, um, it's a great way to, to see. Okay, what are we centered around yeah. currently? It's not the only indicator, but hey, it gives us an idea. Yeah. It gives us a picture of well, this is what we spend money on. This is what we this is what we focus on. Maybe this gives us an idea of currently what we're centered around. Yeah, yeah. One of them. What do you What do you think are some things that we unintentionally center our lives around, even as Christians, right? We're not. We're mm. saying even as a believer in Christ, you can be unintentionally centering your life around something else. As a yeah. married, as a married couple, as a married couple, um, one straight off my, off my, off the back of my hand, if that's the saying, is comfortability. So, so in our budgets and when we look at what we want to do, we can we'll quickly put things together, and I don't. I, I want to preface this by saying I don't think these are bad things mm. at all. Um, I think that we can have a look at um, what's going to make us with regards to our personal lives, our personal spending money, what we can just do and to make life fun and to make life easy and to make life mm-hmm. enjoyable. We can quickly, using our budget, we can quickly allocate a lot of our funds there because you know we think that that is going to be very important and mm. and those things are important things like date nights and spending quality time with your spouse those are incredibly important things mm-hmm. but i think that the trap can be that any type of uh, free income that doesn't go to a debit order or a bond or a, a bill mm. um, it can be very easy to take that money and say okay well let's make our lives easier mm. instead of maybe praying first and say i don't think god wants you to ever i don't think god doesn't want you to ever do fun things mm. i think not at all but i think there might be a conversation in that Maybe God wants us to do something else with our finances yeah. as well. Yeah. 
as you know going for three awesome date nights or going to willoughby maybe it's willoughby sushi twice a month or or once a month instead of you know four or five times a month so that we can as a couple be a blessing or or be a part of what god might be wanting to do because for me it's been amazing going on the journey of how i could bless people as an individual but being able to bless people as a couple has been awesome uh even just in inviting other people into our worlds being able to to buy meals for people take people out Mm. it it, it feels different to to when you're a single person and being able to free up some of your finances for that you just make yourself available for god to use you as a couple and again it speaks to your centeredness it's saying that instead of being self-centered with my budget Mm. i'm going to try to be christ-centered and make myself available to do things with it yeah yeah that's good um i like the way that you you frame that because it's an easy trap for us all to fall into i think even as older couples get together you can end up centering your life around this business that you've started yeah. or you can center your marriage around um, your kids and it becomes that looks them. hectic as someone without kids it looks very difficult and i'll just say this as someone without kids it looks very difficult that when you have kids and kids come around it you love your kids so much yeah and you do like anything for them yeah to like to balance everything out again i'm sure that I'm sure that's a difficult yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, because your heart goes in, and it's again, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a natural thing. Yeah. But like your kids were never designed to be the center of your yeah. life, um, and so even just you know those things that are good. Like if if the best thing for my business mm. is a healthy marriage, the best thing for my children is a healthy marriage. Yeah. It's just reprioritizing. And what's the healthiest thing for my marriage? being christ-centered yeah that's the healthiest thing for my marriage yeah um because when jesus is at the center then he's pulling us together yeah we're not running like in opposite directions yeah um and so that's why i think our budget and our calendar like you were talking about before are great indicators because um i was going to ask you i was going to say a couple that a couple that's valuing a Christ-centered relationship. How would how do you think their calendar would look differently to someone who just values a great marriage or yeah. great family life? What yeah. do you think some of the differences would be there? Well, I know that the people on our podcast they like it straight, they like it direct. They, they do. They, they, I think I they think don't they want, want to be, be tiptoeing around any bushes around no, here. Not us. Um, it, it looks a Christ-centered marriage looks uh, looks around uh, works around the calendar of. What's going to be the healthiest thing for our spiritual life? Yeah. And let's do that first. Mm. So Sundays are a day where we worship God mm. in his house. Mm. We do it together. You know, um, whether that's, doesn't not saying that that's every Sunday, but certainly most Sundays, that's yeah. what it looks like. Uh, it looks like um, we do a group if we have, if our lives allow sort of like that we have relationship with other couples yeah. in the church and that they can speak into our life and we can speak into their life. That's good. Um, so calendar would definitely reflect, you know, our biblical values. Yes. You know, cause those are the things that are going to keep us. In fact, you know, you know, we, we always quote stats and they say like 80% of stats are just made up. <laughs> Nobody that's, knows. That's a stat. <laughs> that's a stat. I don't know if I trust um, that stat. <laughs> no, but I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago, and this person was saying that just attending church, I don't want to give the statistic of how much it was, but just attending church increased the likelihood of people staying together, yeah. staying married. Yeah. So just coming to church 
whether you're a believer or not a believer, well, just coming to church already gives you a stronger chance in your relationship. Yeah. And so I know that's like, oh, yeah, but you don't have to be in the building to worship God. No, the thing is that we're reflecting values. Mm. Who gets to tell us what to do? Let's do that. Um, and so what's healthiest there? And so I would say definitely church, not, not, not holidays every second week. Yeah. Not trips out onto the lake. That might be good for your soul. Mm. It's not good for your spirit. Yeah. And it's a balance, like everything in life. It's mm. um, you want to be balancing the things that you value and the things that you would like to be centered around. It's 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 a decision at Tentally. the end of the day. It's intentionality. It's mm. if you want your marriage and your family to be centered around Jesus, you're going to make decisions that reflect that desire. Hundred percent. And those decisions will look like some of the things that you mentioned. And mm. I find it quite sad actually, because we often chat on our staff um, and we talk about families that uh, join our church, which is amazing. But the reason is that, you know, our ki- like we actually want to do it for our kids. Mm. Like we want our kids to, which, which you know what is great. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's awesome. But for me, it's like, I wonder where you guys could be at as a, as a couple, if you decided that, hey, when we get married, or hey, when we start dating, um, let's start bringing Jesus into the middle of this thing yeah. and not wait for uh, f- wait for family or wait for kids. Because if you if it is like, hey, I'm going to wait for my kid. And, and listen, if this is anybody in the group or anybody listening, it's not a jab. But for me, no. it's like, it's it's if we can get on this thing earlier, how mm. much more could we have seen God do yeah. uh, in our relationship and, and, and through us and and the lessons we could have learned already. And mm. I think it's setting a great example for your kids is 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 brilliant. Yeah. But uh, for me, one of the best things that, that we did when we started dating was keep Jesus and keep mentors and keep strong people around mm. as well as as well as church and, and value this. Uh, we want we want the centeredness from dating to marriage because it influences kind of the different steps and the different seasons. And it's not about, hey, we were perfect every step of the way. Definitely not. But it's... I'm glad that we could because maybe there were some mistakes that we avoided. There were some things that we didn't get to. And now when you are married, it's mm. like, let's not wait for family or kids no. to want to adjust our, our calendar, choose yeah. Jesus-centeredness, and then make yeah. the decisions that reflect that. It's like choosing health over yeah. choosing, let say, unhealth. Yeah. Because even I was very regular with Jim and then got ill. Mm. Then we started like preparing for Easter and everything. And it's like, oh, you know, now I haven't been to gym in like three weeks. Yeah, it happens quick. And we think that um, our marriages on one day is just going to be healthy or unhealthy. Mm. No, it's not that. It's a series of decisions. Mm -hmm. So every day I choose, do I go to gym or don't I go to gym? Mm. Every day I get to choose, am I going to build health to my marriage or am I going to do unhealthy? Yeah. And so even choosing to be in church or being in relationship with other believers who are christians who have good marriages yeah like those are choices for health you don't feel like it at the moment but it's building health the whole time and building strength health builds strength yeah um and so that's why just i've got this theory if it's not in the calendar it's not going to get done yeah true because your intention is always that i'm going to do it your intention is great but until it's in the calendar and i'm committed to it yeah it just doesn't happen but the cool thing about um pursuing this with your calendar and actually you know identifying things like a a weekly uh, church attendance or even getting to a life group is that you will start associating yourself and making friends with 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 strong couples absolutely who are looking at having a similar centeredness looking at having uh, similar goals wanting a strong flourishing marriage wanting a strong uh, relationship with their kids and then you can actually start building relationship with people who could be you know further along in the journey maybe slightly behind you in the journey learn lessons but also help teach lessons and i think 
think in that there's so much valuable uh, things, uh, skills and techniques that you can take mm. from people just because you've decided to put yourself in a situation or identify Jesus-centeredness mm. as a goal and say, well, these are the places where this is going to happen. Good. You're going to meet people. If that's the race you're going to run, yeah. there's going to be some people running the same race Absolutely. who you can meet along the way and who can go on the journey with you. Yes. I think we speak often about uh, how important it is to have great mentors and leaders in your life. And for me... We're trying to do it more, mm. like I mentioned, but we're trying to find couples who are just, yeah, just, I want to, I want to, I don't want to say better than us, but just they're further along in yeah. the journey. They're, more they're experienced. Experienced, have learned lessons. Mm. Have, and have, is healthy. And is healthy and have navigated the things that we're currently navigating and can maybe just say, hey, mm. don't do that. You know, do totally. it like, do it like that. Totally. And, and that'll help you. Totally. And, and, and having those people around. And that's why I love even just in a biased way, church and life group, because I would never have met these people yeah. if I wasn't in a church and a life yeah, group. Yeah, if you're not... Where would I have met them? That's where you build relationships, exactly. right? And if you if you are single, awesome. Enjoy your singleness. Yeah. Don't think that you have to jump at, at any person that, that stands out to you in the Please moment. Please don't do that. If they're not running a, a, a mm. race like you're running in that you're loving God mm. and committed to the things of God, don't do it. Don't don't set yourself up for that pain. It's pain. I promise you it's pain. Mm. Um, we get to, you know, there's always pain, but that's a, that's a hard pain to go through. Yeah. Wishing that this person was more passionate about god then yeah so if they're not running with like you're running don't don't go down that road and there's this like um stereotype with christians that they you know date quick get married quick <laughs> and all of these things and it's like hey if you know you know great yeah, yeah yeah but 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 it's also it's you know don't don't not enjoy the journey i i i don't i don't think long engagements are wise no but i think if you if you take time and you can date well and you've got good people around you that can support and show you and where you can like learn about somebody it's going to help uh, mm. the marriage as well because once you're married you're married yeah you're never gonna not us you're not you're not gonna find any 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 advice from us that says once you're married oh, okay mm. if it's not working out maybe no it, no it, it's, it's a it's a commitment it's a covenant actually it's a cup co- you're in yeah. you're in now so 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 if you are a single person and, uh, or, or dating um, try to find out try to find out the answers to some of these questions you're, just, yeah. you're never going to know everything mm. but but you can find out where somebody's heart is at towards certain things by just having you know good conversations yeah, where you ask the right questions because it's awesome that your initials are the same yeah and i mean that's that you know that could be enough for some people or maybe you saw a cloud uh, one day with their face hilarious. you know and, and that could be enough but it, it could be good that over like a two-year period even mm. it, it's just finding out and, and even starting hey we do young adults together or we do church together we mm. we try to implement some of these things now already because then when you're married it's not going to be well you've changed it's yeah. like yeah, hey, yeah, no, yeah. no no we've been trying to live this way for a while yeah, yeah. and do things now we're just doing it together yeah Great, I like it. Yeah. Absolutely, I love it. Um, I want to ch- chat quickly about the budget um, because I, I see that you and John Marie, you guys budget together. Yeah. Um, why do you budget together rather than budgeting separately? Mm. For me, to start, it was helpful because Jean Marie is much more um, structured person. Um, she works well with Excel <laughs> and she makes it look easy. Um, for us, we made a decision kind of from the get-go that what we brought in was was ours from 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 both ends. So we would take our incomes, uh, we'd put them together, we would see what, what would have to get paid. 
um, in terms of you know bond and so on and so forth and then we could at the same time also budget for things like spending and for some of the nice things and also for some of the things we want to do um, in terms of church and giving so on and so forth why it's so helpful is that it gives clarity um, and there's and there's less space for people to do things that are surprising and shocking uh, for example like when I don't have a budget um, I'm quite uh, trying to not a brag but i can be quite generous so i could just you know go on coffees with people and mm. end up paying for coffees with people and then you know look and you're like geez i've spent 600 rand over um, mm. and then what i do there is i basically am telling your your spouse your wife it's like hey i know i've got a budget my spending budget i know that's what we plan for i've gone over that by a thousand rand so there's going to be another area now financially where we, we're going to probably struggle mm. or we're going to have to make do and the reason we budget together is to is to say hey well we respect each other uh, we want to make good financial decisions because when we make good financial decisions, it also says we value our future because mm. we save every month. We've got goals that That's we want great. to do financially, uh, places where we want to be. And uh, and we know what we are and we know where we want to go. The budget gives us um, not complete control, mm. never. You know, we've, oh, we're completely in the, happens, in the yeah. hands of God. Life happens and we're okay with that. But for us, we want to say where we can be responsible, where we can steward well mm. as a couple, we'd like to do that. Yeah, um, And then also have some have some fun money as well yes and to, yeah, yeah. And, to, and to have some fun together and 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 there's and there's many months where where things can be where we can be slightly extravagant or slightly looser or, or you know get the two magnums from Caltex as a joke but but because we've got the structure of mm. it in place that's good so, so we know yeah. okay if this is the deal we're a little bit extra yet that's cool yeah because we've got we've got the foundation for us it's helpful I'm also fully aware that I think there's going to be couples that work differently um, and and their finances are handled differently and, and 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 I think at the end of the day if it's not a hindrance to you or, or if it's not taking your centeredness away from Jesus I think there's many ways Ways that you can mm. i think that you can do it to be honest yeah yeah yeah. i think it's important that couples agree on on tithing yeah um especially since it's a it's a household income you've got i think that's putting jesus at the center of your finances big time um committing them to him being in agreement with that yeah if you're going to be giving over and above being in agreement with that yeah um and where that money comes so that's from. actually coming from together yeah exactly yeah it's like yeah. okay so you want to give over and above is that from your spending is that from our house it's like yes. and having those let us be generous together yeah and pay the price together exactly. rather than you just doing it and no, Pre- precisely yeah 100 percent. okay no that, that i think that's good that's helpful i think where people budget separately i can understand it i i can respect it but i think the openness and honest honesty and the transparency that comes from one budget mm. is is a healthier way. Do you know what? It's, it, it's it's difficult though. Like I almost feel for for like the first year and a half, I almost felt a bit like violated. Yeah. Like this is my money. Why are you looking at my money? I'm like, we're so secretive. I'm pulling up my transactions and like, and I've got Jamri looking at my transactions. Auditor, no, I've got nothing to hide. But we just but we're sitting together, we're going to the budget. She's doing the exact same thing as me. But I almost feel like. And I'll read it. I'll tell you. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but but there, it, it's just this level of it's just this level of openness. Um, yeah. And 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 it, it lets it, it and it forms trust. Though, it forms trust. It forms trust. And, it's and like, we should yeah. be accountable to one another. I think so. Because it's, it's difficult. Healthy. It is hard. I yeah. still, we still struggle. I still struggle with. I'm like, oh, so I went and did that, and I'm, yeah. Oh. But at the end of the day, like we, you do it long enough, it's like, no, okay, cool. This is let's just adjust and figure yeah. this out yeah but that's good and i think even you know as we as we carry on speaking about centeredness i think one of the things that we we're chatting about today and even just really the basics of being centered about on jesus even as individuals as your prayer life it's mm. um 
it's being able to maintain a prayer life. It's it's what that prayer life looks like. And yeah. even when we when I got married, it was actually kind of weird because I had um, the way I used to pray. Um, was I could just sit in my room and close my door and, and I could pray. I'd, I'd speak out loud. It helped me focus. I mm. might have sounded crazy, but but for me, it just it was just a way of doing it. But now, like, there's someone else in the room, and it, and it was this whole journey. And like yeah. to be real, it was this whole like, okay, cool. How does like, how does my personal devotional time look yes. now? Now that somebody's like always always with me, I'm not putting on a show. No. So if I pull out my Bible, does it look like I'm trying to be <laughs> something, or is it is it do I pray differently now? And and we almost had to we almost had to work out mm. what both of our devotional lives looked like in a sense where it could be different. But I think as long as we're both pursuing it, yeah. as long as we're both we are both praying, we are both reading scripture, then then we're in a good place. Did yeah. you have a similar? Did you guys have a similar thing? I, did Laura make you look bad devotionally? <laughs> <laughs> If I'm honest, I can't even. I like. I can't remember. Yeah, it's weird. I, for I me. can't remember that moment. Um, I think we've just. What we do now is we notice when we're we're having those times, and yeah. we give space for oh, that. Yeah, good. Because we just learned that. Uh, if if your spouse is not having a devotional time, I would get very concerned. Yeah. Um, and start talking to them about it in a loving, not a judgment, in a loving way, way. In a, just a question way. Um, because if we're not being personally led by the Lord in our devotions, then we're not going to be able to be led by the Lord in our marriage. Yeah. And what God wants for our marriage is a blessed marriage. Where does that blessing come from? It comes from the presence of God. Mm. So um, I, I can't claim that we are the pray together. Like that whole thing of couples that pray together, stay together. Yeah. I hate that line because yeah. it's so not true. Yeah. Um, because Lara and I, we hardly ever pray together because yeah. I find it highly uncomfortable. Yeah. But <laughs> we do pray together. And I think we were chatting about it, yeah. you guys, as well. There are moments that we pray together. We pray together. We pray for one another. Yeah. Um, I'm always praying for Lara every day, but yeah. I'm not praying with her every yes. day. But we do come together and say, okay, we need to pray about this or we need Good. to pray about that. Yeah. Um, so as long, I think the, the key is that as long as we're both praying and seeking God yeah. and that we can pray together over issues, yeah. that's that's healthy because I think there's an openness there. Well, here's the thing. It's like if you want, if you're both pursuing, a, and, and we'll talk about uh, briefly if, if, if a spouse is unsaved and whatnot, but I mean, yes. if you're both, if you are both uh, believers and you're both pursuing a Jesus-centered marriage, but one of you is, is never engaging with God devotionally, never yeah. engaging with God, you're gonna, you're actually gonna struggle uh, yeah. to, to accomplish that, to, to get that done, because you've got someone who's not actually taking active steps and growing in a relationship with God, and you are, and uh, you're gonna feel that unbalance. There's gonna be huge tension. There's gonna be tension. So I love how you said you can have that, because listen, you can have that conversation with your Bible under your arm and act like a holy <laughs> Joe, and and I can tell you that. Why aren't you more like Pastor Phil? Yeah, like why, love? Why don't you pray as much as I? And and, and uh, out of experience, I can say that conversation doesn't go well. <laughs> But uh, there are better ways to have that the conversation. Did John Marie have to have that conversation with you? She for? did. She put the Bible under her <laughs> arm. She tuned me to me why I'm not praying. Um, but you can do that lovingly. Yeah. In, yeah, a, way, yeah. in a way that's like like, our, like for us. Us. For yes. Our, together. We. For our marriage. Yeah. And have a, and it's not, it's not a you. It's, it's, it's us and together. And, and we're, the, we're the exact same. Like I think praying together was, we tried it and it was a little awkward if we're open and honest. But, but like you mentioned, we pray for each other. Mm. We pray for our marriage. Uh, we trust God together. And, then if there are things that hey can we just 
it's sometimes it's, it's often it's spontaneous things like you get bad news or yeah. someone phones you and it's like hey this is happening this is something. please yeah. like i've just i need this or i've just heard this then then it's it's actually really cool mm. that in a moment you can say hey can we just stand in agreement with Absolutely. something and pray for something in a moment yeah. and to have that with your spouse i think it's awesome but i don't think it's about this like let's hold hands and, and pray together every mm. day i respect people that do yeah, that if you do do that great and, and try it, yeah. but it's not something that's necessarily worked for us. But I think you're right. It's just that, that moment to be able to do that in a moment of time. And again, like I think I spoke about it on Sunday, that prayer reveals our priorities. Yeah, it does. If we're not praying about our marriage, our marriage is not high, high on our priority list. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard thing to say, but it's true. Yeah, yeah. You're, what you're praying for. So I think that praying for your marriage and praying for all the dynamics of mm. your marriage on a daily basis is incredibly important. And if you've got a spouse that's... Um, First, if you're dating someone who doesn't know God, mm. um, the whole date to you know evangel dating, evangel dating, Don't the, do the it. flirt to convert thing, it, it's it, it's a very tough road. Um, it's a very tough road to try to uh, pull somebody to church who isn't who isn't uh, interested or it's not a part of their agenda, and and it, it's a very difficult road. It, it's almost better, like you mentioned earlier, that you run your race. Yeah, where you do what God has called you to do you will find people yeah. that, are, that are going to be running the same pace. Look around and see who's running as well. You definitely will. If you're married. Well, wait, uh, it's just, I think it's, yeah, sorry, yeah. But, but I think people will fool themselves and they go, oh, but you don't know my boyfriend or yes. my girlfriend. No, yeah. we're going to be okay. Yeah. No, you haven't hit any storms yet that are going to divide, they're yeah. going to be divisive. And the amount of couples that I've spoken to who are married to people who don't believe in Christ it is hard for it's them. It's tough work. You, the, it's a deep pain. Mm. Like it's a real pain point. You're batting on different wickets. Yeah. So rather deal with the pain of ending that relationship mm. before you get married mm. than having to deal with that pain later on. Yeah. So just I'm just putting it out there. It's just, hey, play the movie, the, twi- the, the, the movie of your life and where does this end up? Yeah. If it doesn't end up with both of you closer to Jesus before you get married. Yeah. After you get married, I'm sorry, this is a very different conversation, but it's before very different. you're married, you have every opportunity. Yeah, and the sad thing is, is that often, um, it's often the, the Christian, uh, if they don't want to end the relationship, it's often the, the, the Christian or the church girl, however you want to put it, is the one that you actually start to see less of. Mm. Um, the, the relationship actually starts to struggle more. It's much easier to pull somebody down yeah. than it is to pull somebody totally. up because, because it's tiring. Totally. Hey, come with the church. Hey, totally. I think you should check this out. Hey, you, you, you often will just seek the, the peace mm. of the, I'm just going to stop asking. Yeah. And then that's when you can get into a dangerous place personally. Totally. But, but if you're married. Totally right. If you're married, yeah, you were saying. Like you mentioned, if you're married, scripture speaks very clearly that now this is not your get out of jail, you know, <laughs> free pass. And, and this isn't your cool, let's, you know, I'm going to get a divorce because you don't know God. In fact, scripture says that you need to, and your role becomes that of intercessor mm. and you pray for your spouse, mm. unbelieving spouse, as regularly, as often as possible because you now are standing really right at the front of the line of the main reason that Mm -hmm. that person, that husband or wife could actually come to know God, could actually come back to church. And we understand it's a very difficult road for people that are in relationships like this, in Mm -hmm. marriages like this, but but we believe in scripture teaches that, you know, you're there for a reason. Yeah. So you can't maybe pray with them, but you can pray for them. And you should. And yeah, it's your responsibility. I would say this is a caveat. (laughs) I've always wanted to use that word in a sense. As a caveat. caveat. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That like um, the scripture does give one basis of of an ability to to leave a marriage of an unbelieving spouse is if they want to leave. 
Yes. Then then Paul says, hey, then let them go yes. if you want. Yes. Um, but certainly you can't be like, no, 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 you're not God-loving, I'm leaving. No, yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you made that decision. Yeah. Now, now love and serve and be Christ and to them and, and pray for them. Good. Um, and there's, you know what, God does a miracle. So he's yeah, a he miracle has. working God. Mm. You don't know the one day all of a sudden there's so many somebody stories. says something to him about Jesus and his heart gets turned. Yeah, there's like, so many stories. I think we're going to, one of the weeks as we wrap up, we're actually speaking about, you know, covenant keeping. And yeah. The covenant of marriage. And Absolutely. How, how important. So, we, we, you know, we'll, we'll dive deep into that. But even today as we close, I think a, a great question to ask yourself would really to walk away from, if you're married or even if you're in a dating relationship or single, it's, it's, it's quite simple. It's like, what are we doing to put Jesus at the center of our, Great. at the center of your life, of your relationship, um, of your marriage? Because like the like, just a few of the things we spoke about in the brief time we had, there are things in life that we're putting at the center, mm. um, and and with intentionality, with you know, with the decisions that we that we make, we can put Jesus you know, slap bang at the center. So ask yourself that question this week. Maybe there's one or two things that you uh, come up with, and feel free to um, reach out to us. Let us know. Good. Um, I'm not. I'm back on social media, so <laughs> I can I can see any comments. Share, like, subscribe, send this to someone you think will be helpful uh, content for them. Otherwise, let us know on our social channels on yeah. YouTube uh, or on our Instagram feed um, if this has been helpful to you, and yeah, maybe it can be helpful to someone else in our community. Big time. We can't wait to carry on these um, talks. Um, and if this is something that you'd be interested, you know, stick along with us for the next few weeks. We're going to be keep. We're going to talk keep talking about relationship goals Good. strong uh, marriage decisions that you can make so stick along with us and uh, we can't wait to keep going see you see ya